0: The following show is being broadcasted from an undisclosed location. Two former special operators have combined their badassery and now sharing it with the world.
1: Ain't alive no more.
0: All with a beer and a smile. This is, this is the Savage, Savage Actual, Actual Podcast. Podcast. And now your hosts combat vets with 20-plus deployments between the two of them, and enough testosterone to operate the power grid of Los Angeles. Savage Actual. Now your hosts, Jason and Patrick.
2: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jason with Savage Actual. This is podcast Savage Actual, and today I've got my co-host, Patrick, and we've got a very, very special guest. Uh, I've known the guy for a long time. His name is Luke Hamilton. He's a prior Marine Jarhead of the uh, of the Jarhead tribe. But uh, I met this dude in sniper school in 2007. So we uh, we go way back. It's honored to have him on the show. And uh, thanks for joining us, brother. Honor's mine,
1: Jason. Honor's
2: mine. Yes. Welcome, Luke. Welcome. Thanks, so, guys. So, yeah. Uh,
1: I... Went to school. How old were you in
2: fucking cyber school,
1: man? Bro, I was such a boot in cyber school. I was so scared. (laughs) I had to get hastily promoted to even go, bro. Oh, really? What was it? Did you have to be a corporal? Lance corporal. I was a PFC. Oh, Oh, shit. You weren't even a Lance corporal? Holy hell. Yeah, I went straight from from, uh, SOI, basically, into the sniper platoon, because my unit wasn't back from their deployment to Iraq yet. I had like two and a half weeks. But there was a transferring uh, platoon sergeant from a, I forget what unit, Sergeant Dole, and he was uh, the scout sniper, a platoon sergeant for whatever unit he came from, and he trained like me and like three other kids that had the qualifying stuff, uh, like ASVAB rifle score, PFT, yeah. and uh, yeah, he had us, and he wasn't, <laughs> he didn't really explain to us what we were getting into. You're just kind of like, yeah, it's cool, like. <laughs> Snipers are do all the cool shit, but then the unit gets back and we 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 uh we start learning pretty quick about uh, what it, what it is to be a sniper.
3: So yeah. you went from you went from SOI to right to sniper school, and you were you were supposed to go to because I mean
1: generally you get orders for your unit. What was your unit supposed to be? So I no I went straight to three four and, okay. two, and ah, half, okay. two and a half weeks. With Sergeant Dole, and then the unit comes back, and I think I had like two months, and then I went to sniper school. I did not, uh, okay. Okay. I did not know that,
2: bro. I mean, I knew you I were was young. The
1: and they had to promote me and this one other guy to go. Well, that wasn't that wasn't Uribe, was it? No, that was Rob Morse. Morse, uh, I not remember. Now, Morse.
3: were you were you part of three fours, uh, like state state platoon?
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay, I got I you.
3: And doc and everything.
1: Gotcha, gotcha.
2: Yeah, and for you listeners out there, staple tune is uh, with surveillance, target surveillance acquisition. Yes. Yeah, brain fart. anything. we'll cut that out. There's so many fucking acronyms, man. But we'll, we'll get back to sniper school. For yeah, soon, yeah. But yeah. I, mean, I just wanted to tell you guys, like, this is this is where I met this guy, and it's been you know some years now. So we're gonna back it up, and this is something uh, I'm excited about. Uh, this is this is pretty new to us so we're gonna jump into more more into the man in the uniform and not so much the uniform so i want to hear luke's story so like where
1: where are you from man like
2: where tell tell us where you started started walking
1: uh san antonio texas man about 15 minutes from where i am now Uh, shit! born and raised uh only time i really left was marine corps uh I've spent most of my life here other than the Marine Corps. And yeah, I never really lived anywhere else. I love uh, San Antonio as a city. It's a great city. Um, It's getting a little crowded now. Um, From what I remember as a kid, it was a lot less crowded. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I grew up here in San Antonio and uh, pretty much been here ever since.
3: Nice. And what what year was it like 2006 or whatever you joined the Marine Corps?
1: Yeah, I joined the Marine Corps in 2006 and I was... uh, Almost twenty, so I went to a year and a half of college. Well, I shouldn't say went; I tried. <laughs> what happened there? Fuck, I just fucking hated it, and the invasion had already happened. Uh, Lily was already getting some, and yeah. I didn't know him at the time. But uh, that's all I was watching. I was in. Uh, I was partying and watching war videos from coming out of Iraq while I was in or going to, you know, maybe a class a week <laughs> that I would attend. And I was finally just like, you know what, you know, fuck, fuck school. Uh, cause I, it just didn't, like, I had no interest in going to any class and I just, there was no reason for me to do it. I was wasting my money. I was getting in debt, wasting my money.
3: So, so was, what, was that something that was kind of always in the back of your mind to, Hey, I, I, I've considered the military. I just wasn't ready to pull the trigger.
1: Oh yeah. As a kid. Yeah. As a kid growing up for sure. I, that's all it I mean, my childhood was basically spent outside, uh, Raised by a single mom, basically. And my whole child, I mean, I movies pretty much like, you know, gave me my, uh, my uh, you know, outlook on life. And education. Yeah, yeah, all the movies I watched were war movies. And it was always, I mean, I think it was, I was always known I was going to do it. Um, I was just trying to please my mom by going to college or trying to go to college. Um, but yeah, it didn't work out too well. <laughs> yeah so, so
2: out of all the branches man well we're actually that's it's a skip ahead of a question i was gonna ask nest actually it's 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 a school bro like what's those formative years man like like
1: how has school grown up for you man growing up for me wasn't really like actually school like i don't really have many memories of school it was just me and my friends that uh i had the most memories with i don't <laughs> I really didn't take much away from school, honestly, and most of most of my friends, which is pretty cool. I still have like probably four or five, like probably my best friends since I've known, maybe middle school. Um, I've known, and I'm still friends with them today. They all still live here. Awesome. We're really we're pretty much brothers, I guess. But yeah, I didn't really school wasn't really top of the agenda for me, even high school. Uh, Middle schools when I started not liking school and, like, kind of figuring out it's all a scam and a big, big system that's just, you know. But, uh, yeah, I did, I, most of my memories are skipping school with, with my friends and just, you know, fucking off as kids, you know. Yeah. Did, did you play any sports at all? I did. I played uh, up until my junior year. I played basketball. I mean, sorry, not basketball, baseball and football.
2: Nice. What, what positions in baseball, man? I'm a baseball guy myself.
1: Uh, center field, right field. Nice. And football as a cornerback.
2: Nice dude. So you got that team environment, you know, at a young age. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The coaches we have were pretty uh pretty uh disciplined dudes. They uh they kind of w- opened my eyes a little bit, I guess, for the first time because I was fatherless basically growing up, you know. Yeah. That sucks.
3: That sucks. Dude, this is something crazy that and I tell people this. So I grew up in upstate New York and the school that I went to had a rifle team. And down in the basement. They had, I don't even know what was, maybe a 50 meter range or whatever with like the rubber backstop and all that That stuff. We had, yeah, everybody. we had like issued shooting jackets and we shot 22 rifles with like the Olympic looking sights on them, like the really crazy steel sights. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a, I'll tell you what, it definitely was an interesting thing to grow up shooting like that. And I only did it for a couple of years, but. It was it was super interesting, especially going into the Marine Corps and like sitting down with the the primary marksmanship instructors in, in boot camp and them explaining all the stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I've fucking been doing this before, you know? It's it's but it was crazy because it was always like to go and shoot against another school, which nobody really has that stuff. It was like get on the bus and two and a half three hours later <laughs> you get to the other school, and then it's like same thing three hours later coming home. It's just like holy shit. But yeah, that's I have yet to hear of anybody else that ever had anything like that in their school.
1: And uh, yeah, we didn't have anything like that, but that would have been cool. I probably would have been interested in that. You know, yeah, I got yeah. my first gun when I was like five, I think. I got a bolt. Oh action really? Too. Yeah, I beat a gun. So great, bolt action twenty-two. Yeah, a little single shot bolt action twenty-two, man. Nice. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, did you have any family members that were military at all?
1: uh yes my uh both my grandfathers and my uncle was a recon marine in Nam. so so oh wow so there you go that got some history that's really and what do they think is is he still around uh my uncle yes he's uh he's probably seen better days but uh grandfathers aren't they were both officers uh one was a pilot a b-25 pilot and uh one was a combat engineer was in korea Nice. So
3: what, what'd your think, what'd your uncle think about uh, recon when he found out that's what you were getting into?
1: Man, he never
0: really,
1: he, he never really talked to me about it. I do know that he was like, I do, I do know that in his platoon and in, in Vietnam, he was promoted to a, from like Lance Corporal to like Sergeant or Staff Sergeant in like months or something yeah. because of the casualties they were taking. Jesus Christ. Um, he became a senior Marine pretty quick, I guess. Um, but he never really talked to me about it. He did talk to me after I graduated sniper school. He kind of just, he kind of just was like, all it takes is heart, really, and like didn't really, never really talked about his his time in Vietnam, other than you know, yeah, yeah. It takes it takes you know quite quite a quite a man or quite quite the uh, mindset and heart to do to what we do. So,
2: yeah, for sure, man. I mean, a lot of those guys don't, you know, it's kind of unique with the Vietnam vets. You know, they don't really talk. A lot of it. it. It doesn't really register
1: for like they don't really. If I feel like they don't even probably more so, way more than more so than we that that they, they didn't really have like war wasn't war war wasn't as what we were going through like their war was way different than ours. Yeah, um, it wasn't
2: glamorized leading up to it. Outside yeah, of
1: like yeah, they a, didn't a have they didn't have YouTube
3: and yeah, funker and all these places to go look at videos and see you know yeah definitely yeah. a different, yeah, different different
2: world. You know. So, you know, baseball, high school, you graduate, fuck around at school a little bit. So why the Marine Corps, man? Out of all the branches, like what what sucked you into to our tribe?
1: I don't I don't really think there was another option, honestly, in my in my opinion. I don't really I don't really think like something drew me to the Marine Corps other than growing up. I just knew the Marine Corps was the what if you're gonna if you're gonna go to war, join the Marine Corps basically. Uh, yeah. A war had started. <laughs> I wanted to go to war, so there was really no other choice for me. In my mind, uh, if I wanted guaranteed uh, war, I would, you know, go to the Marine Corps. You'll find it, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's true. So let me ask you, like, what you know, like, what were you hoping to get
2: out of? You know, like, what what drew you into it in the sense of, like, what, like, fuck, I'm going to do this adventure. Like, what do you think at that time? If you could reflect back to that mindset if you can remember. Like what you thought it was, what you were hoping to get out of it, and then once you got into it, what it actually was. Was there, was there, it was different? Was it,
1: yeah. Know, I mean, I, I, I'm I, guessing, I'm guessing probably as I think everybody's reaction in going in on stepping on the yellow footprints and starting, you know, Marine Corps boot camp, I think everybody's a little, a little surprised at what the fuck, you know, starts happening. I was, like I said, I was just used to movies. i just saw the cool shit and then you know the bullshit starts i was definitely surprised and i was a little bit a little bit maybe not regretful at first but like questioning my decision definitely (laughs) definitely questioned my decision on uh multiple multiple times especially that first night like what have i done uh type thing yeah then you know i you know might as well make the best of it, you know. So yeah, for sure. And, uh, try to achieve uh, something you didn't even, you know, have in mind. I, I, I didn't go into the Marine Corps uh, wanting to be a sniper. I just wanted to be in the infantry, you know. Um, okay. Just kind of turned out that uh, the timing. I mean, y'all know timing is pretty much everything in the military. Yeah, um, and it, it's fucking random. You don't have control over it either. So you no you went
3: from you you went through boot camp, and then SOI, and then did you? Obviously, at, at, towards the end of that, you get your orders. You got orders to three, four, and then you were. Did they give you an opportunity to screen for the state platoon, or did they just say, hey, guess where you're
1: going? They, so I was, tr- my first, I tried to do the, uh was it a recon? Was it an end doc they did? I forgot what they did. Yeah, they in-doc. do
3: that during SOI. They do, I, I remember for me, and I, I went through uh, Paris Island, I was on the East Coast, and they, in the middle of SOI. Yeah. Like, you know, week four or six, they're like, okay, if you're interested in doing, going to recon, you can take, the, like they did a bunch of stuff. Like yeah, they correct. interviewed all the infantry guys for, for fucking Yankee whites. They yep. interviewed a bunch of people for different, different billets and stuff. So yeah, I distinctly remember the
1: recon screening that they did. Yeah, they did that. And then the guy who was doing that was also a scout sniper that came asking for a, uh for dudes but uh i think that three four needed bodies so bad that any everybody that was going to three four could, didn't really have a choice um but that guy was like you can you know you can this isn't your only opportunity uh with your asvab score pft rifle score you can you know you can go to the end when you get to your unit and i was just like all right and that just kind of led me to to that down that path and once i got to my unit it was like again perfect timing sergeant dole a, a, a platoon uh Sniper platoon sergeant that had a, a deployment or two uh, took me under, took me and a couple other guys under his wing and started teaching us just basic, you know, scout sniper uh, movement, uh, tracking, stalking nice. definitions, you know, um, and just kind of put me down the path. Um, and it just happened to happen. The timing just worked out perfectly, kind of thing. And you said you were 20 or 21. I, was 20 when i got
3: to my unit so do you think i mean and that's i mean we all know like most of the guys are 18 19 i think they yeah. look at 20 year olds and above that like a little bit more mature did that do you
1: think that had any effect on them sort of reaching out to you possibly i feel like uh i feel like that made it that that, that couple years made it or like year and a half not just joining when i was 18 probably helped me out a little bit uh yeah just personally as well wisdom wise and kind of Figuring out the world a little bit, uh, but yeah, that probably gave me, that yeah. probably put me a, ahead a little bit. I would imagine. For so sure. for our, for our listeners
2: out there, like SOY is School of Infantry, right? And I think it's six weeks, uh, roughly. It's somewhere in that ballpark, and it's 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 basic stuff to make. It is the MOS qualification course that actually makes you an infantryman, which is an 03-11 in the Marine Corps, uh, Army Infantry is eleven Bravo. So you're still it's still very boot camp ish you got a little yeah. bit more freedom but you're in this mass horde of of students of very young marines you're officially a marine at this point you think you've you made it right you're still <laughs> you you're think still, you're hot shit you're still just a fucking a, a dumbass boot
1: yes perfect words
2: i found it for me but i know this is the same like it's there's so many guys you're going through at the time. It's like, you're, you're doing exactly what you're told to do. And it's, it's you fall into like the roboticness of like the safety of that, just doing what you're told and not trying to stick out too much at all. So for this young man to, you know, start thinking, you know, I thought about recon before I even joined, but once I actually got the fleet, I was like, dude, I want nothing to fucking do with that. I just want to be a basic Marine for a couple of years. And then maybe then. So for him to try out for the sniper aspect of it and get selected for that amongst this herd of guys, you know, that's like, it's a pretty scary situation to fucking be in. You know, I mean, you can easily fall into the fucking ducks in the row with the rest of the guys. And then there's some outlining dudes that just kind of get sucked into the recon and sniper and raider aspect of the Marine Corps. And it, it's, it's scary out there to be on the outlying Outlying size. I just kind of want to drive that point home that like it takes some balls to be so young and there's so much going on. You're getting fucking yelled at constantly. It's not like a nine to five job, so it's like you're afraid to volunteer for shit. You learn quick not to volunteer for yeah. goddamn thing. So <laughs> he stepping outside into like this kind of yeah. There's some fear, but like I'm gonna fucking do it. Like you know that that speaks you know, pretty highly on his, his, uh, young mind at that fucking time. So, all right, man. So you basically get the thumbs up to fucking try out, like walk us through that, man. So like you're an SOI, you fucking graduate, and
1: then you get to three, four and now what? It was pretty lax, honestly, because our unit wasn't back. So, you know, yeah, What they were,
3: what's RBE r- remain behind element? You added just a bunch of, yeah, The
1: you know, that, you know, that, talked a big game but as soon as the unit got back they disappeared but yeah a couple <laughs> of those guys were around but i didn't really have any interaction with them a couple of the other boots that came from SOI did you know and had to get lumped in with those guys that's luckily awesome. so, like the if, if sergeant dole wouldn't have been there i probably would have gone straight to a to a uh a, a, a line unit yeah yeah line unit um but uh sergeant dole was there and the first, like when we got off the bus, he was sitting there with, and there's probably like, I don't know, maybe 20 to 40 guys that came from SOI to three, four, then three, four was, well, they, I think they held it. They are the most forward deployed unit in the Marine Corps three, four for like till like 2008 or something. So they, they were, uh, they always needed bodies. Um, but uh, yeah, Sergeant Dole was waiting and he was like, Hey, if you have this ASVAB, this PFT and this rifles core, come stand over here. And I was like, I saw a couple like shitbag Marines that were on that left behind squad, pulling in all these, you know, three elevens and you know, line line you know line platoon guys, and uh, I was like, you know, what, I'm gonna go with this guy. A couple of other uh, other guys did. Uh, I think there was three of us, and he just kind of kept us out, lumped us out of that bullshit that that pool of guys like you were talking about earlier. That the herd, the big herd of guys that I. As soon as I got to my unit, I got pulled right out of that.
3: Which is and good because you know those fucking dudes get themselves in trouble on the weekends. They pop on piss tests. They do just all kinds of jacked up shit. Yeah, and... they, weren't,
1: they weren't there for the the yeah. aspect of being a marine. They were just there to to be there, I guess. Yeah, uh, you know, I I was there because I wanted to be a marine and I wanted to go to war. I was just that that's what I wanted to do, and I figured bumping away from you know. The, the infantry guys, n- you know, nothing against them. We supported them that Marine, Marine scout snipers job is to support those guys. So it's completely nothing against them. But I, I felt like, you know, go, venturing out of that and going down this other path would give me more of an opportunity to get what I wanted. So, yep. yeah. Uh, yeah, and I wasn't going to, you know, not take, take advantage of that. If I had the opportunity, why not? If I'm going to do this, why not try to do as much as I can, you know, then just, go through the fucking motions, you know, and be the everyday, you know, groundhog day bullshit. So
2: <laughs> fast forward a year from, uh, you know, your enlistment date and you get orders to, you know, first Marine division Scott sniper school, like you're leaving fucking three, four, your, your, your real journey's fucking begun. You know, you, the, the, the and that's fr- just, that's right around the corner though too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's a, Three four is is Palms where was three, three four yeah, yeah was,
3: that's what I thought. So oh he, really, okay, so for two reason I was thinking they were on Pendleton,
2: okay. not, I was, wish uh, two four, the bastard battalion was with me at San Mateo at Fifth Marines. that's what I was thinking of so three four was down fucking south, dude, and they definitely got it in the war for sure, so yeah, and this is where old fucking Lily and Hamilton fucking
1: <laughs> I'll never forget, man, when we got. <laughs> It was me and Rob who got selected to go to, and I, I think there was two other guys, but they were senior Marines that went to sniper school. I um, forget their names. Yeah, it was two other, it was four of us from, from our uh, platoon that went. Awesome. And me and Rob Morris, who you know, <laughs> I'll never forget, he, he had a car. I didn't have a car at the time, but he drove Sunday night, I think. We were going down there. Check-in was Monday. Huh? Yeah. But we, we ate dinner right outside of Pilton. I forget where it was. It was like Denny's or some bullshit. Um, and we were sitting there and we both just kind of were like, what in the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah. What are we getting into, man? Yeah. We didn't have a fucking clue. We just heard stories. So, yeah. And our, and our senior Marines didn't, you know, it wasn't fucking rainbows and sunshine they were talking about. So we knew we were in for it. Um, we just, I had just no idea what, you know. Um, so I quickly found out, though. How, how long is that course? When we went through, what, it was 12, 12 weeks, three months? Uh,
2: yeah, I was getting ready to say it's almost damn near equivalent to a boot camp time frame. So, okay. yeah, somewhere around three three months in total. My first memory,
1: the first day of check-in, I Lily was getting yelled at by... Uh, <laughs>
2: yes, I was. <laughs> Hughes,
1: Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. Hughes was fucking yelling at you. You waited to check-in. I was like, if he's yelling at the senior guy with deployments, what the fuck is he going to do to me? Why well, your hair?
3: Yeah, dude. his hair. His
2: haircut. So Marsop just stood up in like eight months, bro. I check in to fucking- You, the have, a, you have a
3: mohawk and a beard?
2: Yeah, I basically. To, I fucking show up to 1st ImSob with <laughs> definitely some libo hair, bro. I'm talking- It's like literally Navy Rex, dude. I had sideburns. I had fucking three and a half inches of hair- and I mean, dude, I'm used to that. And our unit, no one gave a fuck, dude. It was strictly about fucking training and operating, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm, as like, it should go, be. Really? Yeah. And I'm going to fucking sniper school. I'm like, I'll, I'm with some, I'm in a bro school. You're like, more cool dudes. No, dude, bro, bro. You know, Sean Hughes, who I fucking love to death, and I take a bullet for tonight. Same, same, same. Fucking <laughs> was the staff in CIC. He took over <laughs> Dickinson's position. He like highly, highly cerebral motherfucker. Four eyes. He had glasses. He just looked fucking smart, dude. He just <laughs> saw me, and I like check in and do the fucking what's up. And they're your just like, were all faded, bro. I don't even know if you had your
1: boots <laughs> blouse,
2: bro. dude. My boots were blouse. My
1: boots were blouse. <laughs> they, were, they were on the low side. Yeah, but he, he was
3: wearing fucking probably like. Oakley boots or some shit. And he was. Your boots were bloused as
1: low as your fucking haircut, bro. Dude, and I had
2: some some gunny rolls. I mean, I looked like I was an ODA guy. (laughs) Gunny
1: rolls. Dude, straight off, for sure.
2: And I I was a corporal, so... Yeah, you were. I, I I got out as a fucking corporal, and I was out of the Marine Corps for almost two years, so... I didn't pick up rank, dude. So I came in and started time and service all over. I was a fucking boot in a way. Shit. Oh, even though no, I didn't man. play a point in <laughs> that day. Yeah. I, I, I almost got kicked the fuck out of sniper school day one, dude.
1: I know. I remember. Holy shit. That Can was my be? vivid memory of that, that fucking, that whole thing is that first day you get yelled at. Dude,
3: like, would have, didn't you say like Marsock told you if you didn't fucking make it, you're done, right? 100%. Yeah.
2: 100%. Oh, wrong.
1: if you didn't
3: graduate
2: sniper school, you're done? Done out of the unit. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, dude. The pressure was uh was great. <laughs> I had it on both ends, dude. I was so the first day he's like,
1: you were, like off to a good start. All yeah, right.
3: right. He's like he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll show up like a college student. I don't give
2: a fuck.
1: That was great, man. That really uh set the precedent for the for the rest of the, the course. <laughs> it did. I was it like dude.
2: I'm like, this isn't a gentleman's course, man. This, this is this oh, is this is fucking This is not the Navy. Nah, dude, this is. I'm like, why did I? I've been. Wearing, I was out of the Marine Corps for two years. I've been wearing flip flops for two years, dude. And like now, I'm. I'm like, I was only in. I, <laughs> I was only in for
1: like two months, dude. so I was like, you're dude. basically like me a little bit, just different yeah. level. You'd already just been, had it, had done it before.
2: I'd done it before, but it was locked away in some suitcase in some back room, dude. I've been fucking surfing and like eating goddamn burritos in san diego for two years man like jesus christ bro showed up with long hair and then he's looking at me getting yelled at like dude it, it fucking sucked day one i was like goddamn.
3: so
1: oops, oops. all right so,
3: so, <laughs> so how, we many, were in, how many people were in your class total
1: 20
3: 22 20 what was your graduate like what was the attrition how many people oh, there was there?
1: like 26 to start with you have a better idea right? There was like games. 26 or 28 to start with. And we graduated right. with like 18 or something. 18. Okay, right. well,
3: that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Lose like 10 guys. That's not too bad. We had a pretty good
1: class, honestly. We had we, a,
2: we did. We had some really good instructors too. I mean, honestly. Really yeah. good
1: instructors. Really good uh like Lily and Jax were in, in the class, so they were uh having them in. Uh I learned quite a bit from those two guys alone, you know. Along with, it was like having instructors 24 7, really. For me,
2: did you did you even know about Generation Kill beforehand?
1: I had <laughs> no fucking idea. I just knew that y'all were fucking some special unit dudes that were coming, you know. And then Jason
3: didn't offer to sign show up and
1: them. look like it, so I was like, man, these guys, where the fuck did they come yeah. from? And then Jason- y'all get yelled at, and I was like, oh, if they're getting yelled at, this is all right. I might <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> probably do this. Yeah, Jason, get-
3: Jason, you weren't offering to sign fucking autographs or anything the first day,
2: <laughs> bro. No, and Marsak was hated at that time, dude. They were hated by everybody. Dude, we were the new every marines a fucking rifleman. Yeah. Like, dude, 03 is no other shit. So no to my pug brothers out there, but uh and sisters. But uh yeah, dude, we were fucking hated, man. And it, it it was a hard time, dude. It was a great time, but it was a hard time like I'm fucking used to getting beat down. So like what the fuck ever, man. Bring it. But, like dude, <laughs> There was no love. No one gave a fuck what unit we were from, gave a fuck about Generation Killer, Recon. You were just another you didn't you were a fucking dirty pig, dude. You got to earn your keep. So. Correct. So. Correct. Yeah, like like all right, day 1, dude. So like what walk me through, you know, your sniper school experience. I have a memory of you by then. We'll
1: get to that. We'll get to that. I think it was you. I'm day like, 1, man. Jason's getting sodomized. Day 2. <laughs> I don't really remember anything other than that first day or other than that happening. Like, I don't even remember my, me going in. There. I don't even remember what he asked me or what we even talked about. I just specifically remember you getting yelled at and <laughs> Jax, getting, Jax was with you, I think, and you, he was just, like, kind of shaking his head like, God damn it. I'm like, fuck. I don't even... I honestly don't even remember. I think I walked in and asked me my name, rank. Fucking... I really don't remember anything else. Easy um, check. I really don't have... I really don't have, like... I mean, do you remember day-to-day shit then? I just remember a big blur and like I, I do the, I remember the tet like the uh the four minute hill. I remember the See, I don't remember that. You don't What's remember that? that? I don't remember that. Yeah. What about the, what what was the hill called that if you were when you were in the schoolhouse, someone right out the back you'd run up. You remember that? Was it the three minute hill or four minute hill? I had the record on that hill for for like two months and it got broken. Shit, I don't remember that at all, bro. That's, That's a great memory. You don't remember running out
2: of the classroom.
1: It it would be well, like that
2: whole that whole
3: area back there, the hills are fucking ridiculous.
2: Dude, yeah, SLI, terrible. San Onofre is yes, because oh, you have yeah. Alpha Alpha Shelf to the south. In the north, I think is what you're talking about. Because there were some fighting positions up there. I do remember now.
1: But yeah, that that hill, I remember a lot running up that hill almost every day. We run I think it was a four minute hill. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it was two minutes. You have two oh. minutes, and you just have to start running. They just say oh. you, have, you have two minutes and you have to start running and try to make it back in two minutes.
2: I think I was just so used to that environment at that point. I've been through so many schools. Yeah, it was just
1: another fucking thing. Yeah, I, I was a big runner. So
2: I, I think that's probably why I'm fucking, but I remember, I think I remember that approach.
1: I think the first time they did that, I got first, like I finished first and I was like, oh, wow. But I was, dude, I was, I wasn't probably like, I, I couldn't get tired at that point in my life. Like couldn't get tired.
2: So Patrick and our viewers out there, this motherfucker, my, my my memory of him initially was he was a cocky, cocky, young, eager, bright-eyed, bright bushy-tailed, but just fucking full of fucking just like, let's get it the fuck on. So my memories of you, if I look back at those times of just like, You were a mouthy little fuck, dude. And, like, not that that I wanted to punch you,
1: but I was like. wanted to punch me. He did, for sure. (laughs) He might have punched me. He might have. I think he did punch me. He threw me down one time. (laughs) He threw me down
2: one time. uh, Dude, I almost got into it that fucking. I don't even remember that.
1: (laughs) Everybody did, bro. They fucking pushed it. (laughs) They pushed it.
2: So I'll I'll skip to one part that I remember about you, and I'll never forget it. And that goes to our our broship that we both earned quickly. The respect. I mean, we were all getting beat down. So we're all bros at that point for the most part, except for Uribe. Fuck yeah. that guy. I got stories about that, dude. So we all rotated to, like, class leader positions, like class commander or whatever the fuck you want to call it. So I was a class leader for a week or whatever the fucking time was. And we were in stocking phase, which I fucking loved. It was my bread and butter, man. Yeah, that was great, man. Fucking love Fucking uh, homeboy. So we took like fucking seven tons or five seven tons out to these like stocking lanes, and you come up to me. And I swear to God, this is you, dude. You're like, hey, dude, I fucking left my bolt back in the cage. Do you remember this?
1: Yes, I do. <laughs>
2: so I'm like, we're all gonna get punished. One, we're all gonna get punished. Two, he's gonna fail this fucking this this course this day. Like that one shoot, he's gonna fail it, and he could get dropped. How many? You how many stocks were you allowed to fail? What two or something like that? Two, two. There was ten stocks. I do remember there was ten.
1: If you failed more than, if you got less than uh, seventy on two of them, yeah, you didn't. You make were out.
2: It. Yeah, seventy. Right. It was like seeing see higher. So uh, he pulls me aside, dude, and he's just like, "Hey, man, I fucking left my bolt," which is easy <laughs> to do. We're running on fucking fumes, dude. I mean, we. Hardly Especially include. stocking
1: week. Yeah, stocking week's pretty shitty.
2: We're going off two, three, four hours of sleep a night for, for a long time. And easy mistake. I've done some dumb shit, dude. And it just happened. And he's like, hey man, he he the the balls fucking tell me. He's like, hey, bro, uh, I left my fucking bolt. Like, what, what should I do? And I was just like, somehow in my tired state, I'm like, I, I always shot first. That was like my deal. I'd get to, I wouldn't veg up a lot, I'd veg on the way. And then get to my position, my FFP, and i fucking shoot first. And I was always the first to fucking shoot. So I was like, yo, dude, I'll do exactly what i was do. I'll get behind you on the way to the finish line, basically, where you had to go, where the trucks are at. And I'll fucking shoot first. But then you get directly in front of me, and you did. You got like 20, 30, 40, 50 feet in front of me. And I fucking shot, did my thing, passed, and I dropped the fucking bolt right next to you, dude. I mean, they're, in, they're fucking... M483, is the same fucking goddamn bolt. So he put it in and he fucking shot and he passed that day. I so, think <laughs> we both got hundreds, bro. Yeah, we, we both did. I ended up getting, this is where I 2 my own horn, man. I ended up getting high stalker from that. So uh, here's a question. And I've
3: shot a ton and all this stuff, but I've never been through sniper school. I don't know a ton about the school. How do they, how, so I, you're saying like, oh, if you're 70 or below, you're going to fail you for that stock. How are do you, how do you get 100? I know there's the whole, the guy walks up and he's like sniper at your feet or whatever. They, they tried to guide you in. How do they, we're like, where does that
1: grading process come
3: from?
2: So go ahead, bro.
1: If I remember correctly, you just cut in any time. If I'm saying something wrong, you start with a hundred, right? Right. When they start the stock, you have a hundred, you make it to a shooting position. You have to get within a certain yard line of them um, for one. Um, and each stock lane, I think varied. right. Each stock lane kind of had a different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In distance distance or um, once you got to a position without, you know, getting, you know, and you could you could they could freeze it. They could see you basically if, if, during your stock and freeze and they could try to walk on you and they might not find you. and You can keep going after that. Um, but then, you know, oh, fuck, they're looking where I am. But you make it to your shooting position. <clears throat> you take a shot uh, and then that you ID. No, you t- you take a shot, and then they see if they can find you, right? Right, right. Then they hold up ID cards. Then you ID, and then you take another shot while they're yeah. looking where you are in in the area. Yeah, the, the yeah. walker's within 10, 10 paces or something of you.
2: So the walker is another instructor's cadre. has got this fucking broomstick handle this, with this a side. red tip on it. Yeah, with a red tip, but it's like uh, it's black and white. I think taped on the way down, so which he's is easier because they're wearing camis. Here's the thing, though, guys. Camp Pendleton's known for – it's not like the East Coast where it's like he- heavy green vegetation. There is there is a lot of vegetation, but it's like prairie grass in a way. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. brush. Camp, Camp Pendleton in 2007, a burnt month before down. that, burnt the fuck down. All like, like all of it, it jumped the five. Winds moving east to west, the fire jumped the – Interstate five and burn all the way to the coast. So, we were the first sniper class after the massive 2000. <laughs> 2000- and, dude, we're wearing black camouflage. We we're painting our faces black. So, we were wearing instead of green, we were wearing fucking digi tan fucking camis, desert camis with fucking black paint and shit. Like, wow. there wasn't a lot of vegetation, man. So, it was that's crazy. Really, not only is it a hard school, but they were hard conditions locally at that time in space. So it, it, the suck factor was definitely up there for sure. So yeah, man, that stocking was fucking epic. So it was, it was get to your position. I don't know how many instructors were out there, but they're walking around and, and basically they see all the Marines, they see all the students, right. But it's, it's, they, they got these five tons, seven tons, excuse me. I'm dating myself seven tons. There's also yeah.
1: barriers each side forgot to mention you can't go out of these limits of this yeah.
2: like lateral limits left and right yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. so you've got two or three guys on glass you know they were vipers with four buys i think on them and so you got these instructors that are trained us fucking scout snipers that have
3: seen How far away s- are you
2: guys
1: from the from the 7 ton we usually started like fifteen hundred meters or a thousand meters away.
2: Yeah, fifteen to a thousand start, and that elevation would change. Like I think our first one was the fishbowl. Um, and that was San Clemente by like Telega by the hand. I think that was our first one. Oh, so yeah, I, yeah. I remember that because on the practice end of it, I was the quickest like in history to get caught. <laughs> dude, I'm like I, I was cocky as fuck, dude. I'm coming from like 04 Fallujah time frame with Vipers. I'm like these motherfuckers can't see me. Like, there's no way, dude. And I didn't know that. I didn't know they had the four bys on there. So they, they were four by magnified plus whatever the natural one was at the time. They were vectors or vipers, and I can't remember, dude. They saw me in the first thirty seconds. It was that fast. It was that fast. I don't even remember that, dude. And Home I, do, War- I almost
1: I almost failed that stock due to time because you got busted, and I was like, oh fuck, and I crawled like my ass the entire time, and I didn't really even need to. I didn't really get it at the te- you know yet. But you got busted so fast, it took me so long to get up to my shooting.
2: Dude, it was one of the most humbling experiences of my military career. I didn't think they could see me. You're starting at the same level as them, elevation-wise, but then it drops into this low, brush-filled nastiness. And they can still see you, right? Like, dude, you're starting out. So they're seeing all these motherfuckers online, like, vegging the fuck up. I didn't veg up, dude. I just quickly, I was gonna get down to the bowl and that's what I was gonna veg was my plan. Now, whatever instructor, they talked him onto me and they're like, fucking pig at your feet. So basically when they think he's within like three feet of you, thus they pig at your feet. He was standing on top of me, like like a surfboard. <laughs> and he, and I heard the radio chat, I'm laying there fucking, and he's like, pig at your feet. And I like looked up slowly. <laughs> And he's like, "Who the fuck is that?" I'm like, "Lily." And then over the over the radio, you hear, "Who is that?" They're like, "Lily." They're like, "Lily!" <laughs> <laughs> this is like, you know. You we can weeks see of his stuff. hair, <laughs> dude. So I went back, and I was like, "I gotta fuck it, dude. I'm gonna fail this course if I don't fucking type." Oh.
1: It. Yeah, that would have been a fail. If you get busted before you get to your firing positions and fail, you fail. That's a fail. Oh, really? Yeah. That was, and a- you have to bear crawl back.
2: That was a non-graded, one-time practice stock, if I remember right. Oh, Maybe, okay. So they just let us kind of get a feel for it. And I'll do 30 seconds, bro. Like, <laughs> You're so like, we'll, I am a big, dumb animal. Yeah, we go through all that shit, dude. We graduate. So walk us through, you know, how it's graduation from you? <laughs> He's like, I got my certificate and left.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we were uh, <laughs> we were deploying like three weeks after I graduated. Damn.
3: So, so you were, you were deploying with state platoon,
1: right? Yeah, correct. Of course, to Iraq and into yeah, that. Buc- uh, 2000, January, 2008, we will wait. Yeah, we do, So we graduated sniper school, what? December 07, December 18th, 2007. And I think I deployed to Iraq January, mid January of 2008. So like maybe a month or a little less than a month we deployed uh, to it. Dude, you went from
0: fucking zero,
2: partying zero <laughs> in San Antonio, boot camp, SOI, boot leave, fucking sniper school, Iraq. I mean, that's that's fast.
1: Yeah, it was anyway. pretty quick. I was. I remember being on the 7th. We landed in uh, Al-Assad Air Base. Uh, yes. We landed there. And we were on a 7-ton driving to our FOB and hit the train station and hit. And uh, we were on that seventh time and I was like looking around and I like looked down at myself and I was like, It's a fucking, I'm in a movie. (laughs) I'm in a fucking movie. I'm in the videos I've been watching, you know, for fucking four years. Uh, I'm here now. Fuck. It was a pretty surreal moment. Um, And from then on, it was just uh, game on, you know, like uh, this is it. It was game on. How much, how much use did the state platoon get,
3: get within like the, the realm of your mission while you were there. Like, I mean, were you guys doing other bullshit unrelated to what state platoon is supposed to be doing? Or
1: were you just like, of course, yeah, we were.
3: Yeah. I mean, actually, I know that always happens, but yeah,
1: we, we, we did a lot of patrolling with the grunts uh, just uh, to have like, you know, with Mark 11s, just so they had a, long, a little bit longer range of an asset, Yep, a lot of patrolling. That was probably what we did most, honestly. Um, that deployment plant was like, there wasn't much going on at the time. It was right after the the Marine the, the, the deployment before that. The Marines came in and had to come support the Army, and they there was a lot of fighting in Hit. But when we got there, it had pretty much pretty much died out. Not I mean, there was a few engagements then, but what it did is we ran a lot of missions, a lot of counter ID, uh, just surveillance. And it each mission, I was just waiting for something like I wanted. I just. I wanted a gunfight, please, like every, almost every mission, I would be like, thank you to myself. Please be the one, please be the one. Never really got to get in a gunfight, really. Uh, Like I said, there was a couple of engagements with the army uh, unit that was with us. They got into when we were supporting them. Never really got to do anything. Um, A lot of drone stuff, predator stuff. Um, But we ran, I don't know, a t- ton of missions and it was they were almost like practice we were i mean it was i mean there was guys getting blown up all the time um it was real i mean people were you know dying but it wasn't what i thought and i was like fuck man
3: yeah and that was when the efps yeah. really yeah, started yeah, to come started. that's really? when that that's yeah. when that stuff started ramping up and correct, oh, dude. That's that's some scary shit. So and yeah. for you guys, for anybody that's listening, you don't know EFPs, explosive form penetrator. They were basically like a cannon, uh, IEDs, right, with a copper plate covering it. And that they just when they would explode, that copper would
1: Liquify. basically
3: wrap into a dart and could punch through almost any armor. Uh, and they were fucking super scary. And that's when all the guys you know, all the fucking army and Marine Corps guys really started, you know, experiencing severe casualties and that that shit was nasty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, probably 90% of our missions were, uh, IED interdiction trying to find guys, putting in IDs. That was like 90%, um, our mission, but a lot of them were, you know, we were out pretty, pretty good, good duration of times, you know, five to seven day missions. Um, Just just, Overwatch to certain areas and so on. Insert before the grunts got there, kind of thing. You know, observe before they get there, observe them while they're there, and then let them leave. And then we leave, watching certain areas of roads or highways. um, But it, 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 what it did is, it really prepared me and it it, what for what was to come. And what was to come was Afghanistan. But what it also, what what it also did is kind of, kind of put a little bit of complacency on me because. It was it wasn't what i thought it wasn't i didn't get anything well i thought i didn't get anything out of it um but in reality i learned how to fucking be a scout sniper really um and what we what what our job was um and that really set me up for success and i think our platoon up for success for our next deployment and that was uh a little <laughs> a little different so you yeah. got you you got
3: obviously deployed back to the United States and how long were you back in the States? Like how long before you guys were slotted to go to Afghanistan?
0: I think we and had nine you,
3: months.
1: We had nine you, months you, back.
3: You were still with three, four.
1: Yeah. Came back with okay. three, four. And then I think we had nine months until our next deployment slot. Um, luckily, I mean, being stationed in 29 Palms, it sucks. I mean, it go you know, go from desert, but pretty much same atmosphere to same atmosphere. <laughs> but uh, luckily for me, uh, and another timing thing. I got to go in between those deployments. I got to go. Uh, I got to go to Urban Sniper and non Sniper as well. Um, oh, so nice. I didn't really spend much time in 29 pounds. I was always training. Also went to what was that radio course called? That Recon Radio Course. Really, you know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, uh, I don't remember the name. Went to ever, that either. too.
1: The long range like Recon or long range radio something uh, where you yeah. learn set up antennas, Ob- that coms and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thought, do you? Do you?
2: Not to cut you off, brother, but you're speaking to, to my sniper background too, man. Do you remember any
1: instructor names of urban or, or mountain? Yes. Now that you put me on the spot, <laughs> damn, I follow some. I have some. uh I follow his TikTok. Did Long you guy? Did you meet Walt Hasser? Walt Hasser, yes. Walt man. Hasser was my, my instructor. Really fucking good dude. There's one other guy that really stands out, and I can't think of his name. If you wouldn't have asked me, I probably would have said it.
2: They're really good friends, man. He's a shorter dude. I, I think yeah, I mean... Walt,
1: Walt Hasser was one of my one of my instructors. Yeah, Walt,
2: Walt was a recon dude with me. He was actually at my wedding as well. He's a groomsman. So yeah, Walt, uh, and
1: that came up when I was in there. I told him uh, we talked about you because I told him I went to basic with you. Um, and that's kind of, yeah, I knew you all knew each other. Um, and there's one other guy that knew you as well, I think, uh, that taught that. I can't think it's of his a, name now. There's a
2: dude that starts with a J who was a fuck instructor with Walt. I know you know him. He was there instructing you. It's like like
1: Jake. Uh, it's, a, it's a unique name. Yeah, it is. I know what you're talking about. And that course was probably the most fun I had in the Marine Corps. Where, where's, so, the, where's the Urban Sniper course at? Pendleton. Okay. Yeah, it's at Pendleton, right? It's at We're 2-4. Uh, we're 2-4. Yeah, right.
2: was, was it EW, EWTG or SOTG that taught that? Yeah, SOTG. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: That's right.
2: Special Operations Training Group, I believe, is what that no, yeah. is. Yeah, like- yeah, those uh-huh. dudes are all gone now. Yeah. So, you graduate these, these, so our listeners out there, you know, like Skyper, Skyper, Sniper School is, is like, it's like that one school that every fucking fighting marine truly wants to get, right? It's like this. It's a, within the, the fighting realm, it's like this one area that's just kind of untouchable. Where you can't talk shit on it like, oh damn dude like that's and it's not a fucking hard or it's not an easy school it's It's a really hard school and, and you guys that go through it are, are pretty young to be put through such you know the math is hard uh, it's just a hard school. so these other schools are fine tuning this blunt object of a sniper into a very well-rounded sniper. So you're 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 learning new trades within the sniper realm, different guns, different ballistics, different altitudes, different angles, uh uh how to shoot from, you know, we're shooting pretty basically for the most part in the, the basic sniper course, but these schools teach you how to shoot from what are those goddamn holes again? Loopholes. <laughs> Loopholes, thank you.
1: Loophole formulas.
0: Shooting yeah,
2: through yeah. objects, through glass, type through stuff. glass, through objects,
1: poster engagement I mean, stuff, you know, shooting bolt guns, standing, moving, shooting type stuff, helos, helicopters, Helo platforms. So. You
2: know. it, it was really- a great
1: school. I learned probably the most in that school. That was, it was a good learning environment. It wasn't uh, balls to the wall and like fucking dead tired. You actually got to sleep and eat. Uh, it was. Well, that's was, a
3: little bit more because it is an advanced course, right? It's a little bit more yeah, of a yeah. gentleman's course. A little bit more. You're there to learn, not get fucking hazed.
1: Correct. It was a great course, but <laughs> that set me up for failure. Thinking mountain scout sniper would be the same thing, and non scout sniper was literally the two week uh, field portion of mountain scout sniper was probably the hardest thing I ever did in my life. So, oh uh, wow. really? I swear to God, hardest. And I think it. That's what really like broke my My back. That's what started my back injuries is Mountain Scout Sniper. Because I went, I went to, got back from deployment, had leave, went to Urban Sniper. That was like two months, had like another month off, and then went to Mountain Scout Sniper. And it was in February. And I was, it it was a gentleman's course, right? That's in Bridgeport, too, right? It's in Bridgeport. It's in Bridgeport, yeah. And it's in Hawthorne, Nevada. So you go, and we did two weeks of high angle shooting in Hawthorne, Nevada on a place called Rocket Mountain. Yeah, really fucking cool place another another place where i have very vivid memories and how how fucking cool it was uh to be doing that we camped out on the top of this place called rocket mountain where they used to test i don't know what rockets but they used to test rockets they had like rocket pads up there and then these uh, abandoned or old rocket pads is where we set up our tents our one man tents to sleep in um and then the instructors had like a hooch in the back that was pretty dope um but we, yeah, we spent, I think it was like 10 days up there just shooting high angle stuff. Um, fuck I yeah. Mean, we still, there were still pay to be a winner moments, you know, where they, you were, you'd, uh, they, you know, fuck with you a little bit. That's also where I first started shooting the fucking pistol as well. Hell yeah. Kind of, uh, that's where we kind of got more into shooting pistols. Uh, and that's. That was like my first I didn't even think I had a pistol at that time. Um and we were using those pieces shit fucking Berettas, dude. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. god <laughs> damn. Those, those fucking things. But anyway, I hate those things. For, the 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 course itself, this the shooting part was fucking great. Great atmosphere. Outside the old time, living on top of this mountain. And they don't really propel your prepare you for what, what's to come, the, the the field portion, the movement portion of the uh the exercise, uh, yeah, but we inserted on our field portion. Like it was, We were running a uh, FX, like a fake mission, basically. And I believe in the end, it was like a 102 click movements or a movement over like four or no, it was like five days. Um, but on an insert, you remember the snow cats? Did y'all ever ride those? Those fucking little. No, little, but I know
2: what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those little snow cats were inserting in those, and there's three of them. And there's two teams of. Six, I believe, two teams of six. And so we for, insert.
2: I'm cut you off. Our, our listeners out there, snowcat yeah, is yeah. like this metal tin can with fucking like tank right. tracks, and it's for snow laden environments. So you sorry. can go anywhere.
1: Yeah, and they're not. They're not. Com- it's literally a tin can. It's not fucking pleasant <laughs> to be in. Uh But on insert, man, it was. Oh, we almost didn't insert because it was whiteout. It was blizzard. It was oh, blizzard conditions. There was weather coming in. It was probably like three in the afternoon when we inserted. But I remember getting out and looking around and I was like, fuck, because another thing is I failed to completely mention the day that you get two days prior to this movement to learn how to ski. Right. I'm from fucking Texas. I think I maybe skied once in my life. I I didn't know what fucking skins were. I didn't know you could put skins on the bottom of your skis and ski up fucking hill. Right. Right i had no idea so i was like all this was so new to me and not to mention the fucking skis in the boots were from the 70s and 80s we had leather boots leather fucking boots to go into these skis that were from the 70s and 80s it sounds, so that was, about, it sounds about right that was our gear and then on top of that you're carrying a sled that's wrapped around your waist full of your your sleeping gear your 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 cook tops, your whatever all the heavy shit you have a ruck on you have a rifle. So anytime you fall, you have to unstrap the fucking sled, throw off your ruck, stand up, put the sled back on, put your ruck back on and go. So if, every time you fall, it's five, 10 minutes, right? For listeners
2: out there, this ruck, this backpack that you're wearing, I'm guessing it's like every other school is sitting around a hundred pounds.
1: Yeah. 80 to hundred pounds. Probably. Hey, Jason, um, back,
3: up, back up from your mic a little bit.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so just learning th- that you could ski uphill with skins was new to me. And the next day was going to be a, f- a five-day movement. And I'm like, I'm starting to fucking question like, oh, fuck. You know, <laughs> this this is not what I thought. I thought we were going to be out, you know, frolicking in the snow, having a good time uh, shooting in the snow. But yeah, that movement... I mean, I, I won't get too much into that movement, but the, the insert, I, I vividly remember the point man on our, or I was point, I think I was point, and I look back and I couldn't, I can could only see like three guys back because of how wide out it was. Damn. And that first night, it was fucking, we dug a snow coffin and we had, we had our tent at the time. So each night, I'd, I also didn't mention, each night the instructors would take a piece of your gear away. So you at the end of it, well, I'll get to the end of it, but the first night we had a tent, so it was pretty cozy. We dug a, a snow, a pretty much a big, you know, uh, dug out in the snow, built up the walls, so it was pretty cozy. But after that first night, all that snow, the next day it was prime for, uh, for avalanche conditions, right? It was just prime. like, And we were in, we were in either skis or snowshoes. It was mainly, we, we spent probably 70% of the time in the skis. Just because how deep the snow was and how wow. soft it was, so snowshoeing in that's fucking takes—it's like running up a sandhill, you know, one step forward or two steps forward, one step back type thing. Yeah. Hey, Luke, uh, what up? Uh, do, you, do you recall the altitude? Anywhere from eight to twelve thousand feet. Wow. But yeah, the next day I was prime for avalanche, and I believe I was walking point again, or right behind the point man. No, I was walking point this day and it was, sun was out. It was beautiful. And we were trying to traversing along this, this uh, hillside. It wasn't very steep, but it was, I mean, we were in the mountains pretty large and geographically speaking and I'm, you know, trucking along breaking trail, breaking trail also sucks. Cause you're, you're the first guy walking through, you know, three, two feet of snow. So you're breaking trail for the other guys. Well, the snow in front of me cracked a little bit and I was like, yeah, whatever. Keep skiing, and then the crack opens up like pretty big and splits like to the point where I couldn't see it, and I was like, I was like, guys, we got to turn around, we got to fucking go back. And at the, that's the last thing you want to hear on the movement like this: turn around and go back because you've already you know made ground. Now we just have to go back and waste hours of time because one guy falls, it's five minutes, and we were falling all the fucking time. But uh, yeah, just to just to say that Marine Corps uh, Mountain Sniper Course movement was the hardest thing I ever did in my life. I that I almost quit. That was the closest I ever came to quitting.
2: I'm so glad you brought that up, brother. The Special Operations community is 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 riddled with with moments like that for the individual that's that's very much seeking to attain said title, whether it be a graduate of Mountain Sniper, or a SEAL uh swick raider recon doesn't matter ranger there's these moments where each individual i think probably every individual reaches a point to where you question what the fuck you're doing yeah why you're there how did you how did you overcome that
0: dude
2: <laughs> like, like go back to that thought process of this is fucking hard
1: i might i might ring the fucking bell I want to yep. say uh, one more thing before I answer that. What makes that even more of a real question is, so the first two weeks, like I said, was high angle shooting. Uh, there, Our class was pretty small, but we had a couple of rank, uh, army rangers in our class, uh, four of them. Oh, cool. Our qual shoot, the day we qualled on Rocket Mountain, we had 50 mile per hour winds, gusts up to 50 mile per hour winds, and we're shooting high angle off on Rocket Mountain, right? and also going through the course was two instructors th- new instructors so an instructor that uh is going up there to be an instructor has to run the course and pass and out of the i believe it was eight or 10 guys uh four guys passed the shoot me and my partner failed the shoot so i didn't get a certificate for mountain sniper and after that shoot after they're like all right shoot's over you got here's the guys that failed here's the guys that passed it was the two instructors that passed and two other Senior Marines that passed, I, I failed by like three or four points. But I show you not. A lot of people say and exaggerate the winds. I have a video <clears throat> of right before I shoot. The winds were so fucking crazy. It was it was luck if you passed. <clears throat> but to speak to the point I'm getting to, me and my partner failed. The Army Rangers failed. The instructors. Uh, when we got back to the to the mountain portion. We're like, hey, that you guys have failed. You guys don't have to stay if you don't want to and do this and finish it. The Army Rangers left. Me and my partner stayed, even though we weren't getting a certificate and uh, completed it. So, oh, so at those moments where I was like, I'm gonna fucking quit this. I mean, if I quit, it doesn't matter because I'm not getting anything for this anyways, right? Oh, that,
2: that is such a devil on your shoulder. That that is such a. That yeah, was talking to me the whole
1: fucking time. The dude. whole time. The whole time. That's all I was thinking about. It's like, this is going to be nothing. And why the fuck am I doing it? You know? But honestly, I, I guess, I don't, you're a Marine, dude. You're not going to, you don't quit. You don't fucking quit. Regardless, you don't fucking quit. I, not, not any other Marines quit other than those Army Rangers. And I wasn't going to be the one guy that, that fucking quit. Right. So, yeah if these guys aren't quitting, I'm not going to quit. I can do, you can do, if these guys are doing it, I can do it. Even, even if I feel broken, even though I can't ski, even though I can't fucking, I don't know as much as these guys, I'll still do it. It's not going to stop me from just moving, you know, moving forward. Yeah. Um, But there, that I swear to God, I contemplated quitting on uh, the last day of the movement. It was so brutal, man. And, uh, the last day of the movement, it stretched. It was We were supposed to be in our shooting position uh, before the sun went down. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. The instructors were out looking for us. And we had to go up this one last fucking hill. And we had snowshoes on. And me and my partner, the, there was a few guys probably like 30 meters in front of us. And I was dragging ass. I My snowshoe broke. I was like inching along up this fucking hill. Inching along. And it was like probably eleven twelve at night. And I have never... F- i was on the side of the mountain stopped hunched over cold as fuck, and i was just like i just remember thinking to myself i was like it can't get any worse like i this is this is peak bottom like this is this is this is cap this is just it this is like the very bottom i could be and i had like i don't know like 500 more yards to go get to our spot in that sunrise i have a picture of that sunrise that morning under this massive fucking tree. I think it was a cedar tree. It was huge, but it was just such a cool experience um, to have that. And then we got to shoot a, a mock mission the next day from high angle. Um, it was fucking great. Uh, came down, woke up in like 2 a.m. that night. We came off the mountain and I woke up till my hands just fucking. It felt like I was putting my hands like right above fire and just holding them there. And when I looked at my hands, every finger was like twice the size it should have been. Wow. So I run to the, the, the medic tent and I'm like, guys, they're like, oh, your hands are thawing out. I had frostbite on my ears, my hands, yep. toes. Till Still to this day, I mean, just holding a fucking cold can, my hand starts fucking hurting from that shit. But uh, yeah. definitely not for the faint of heart. Mountain <laughs> Scout Sniper in the winter, man, is no fucking joke, man. That was harder than anything I ever did.
2: I, I heard every word you said. You mentioned the sunrise and the uh, the tree, and I had a I had a memory replaying in my head during that whole time you're speaking, and you were there. Uh, you go go back to basic sniper school course, and you remember the mission where we made a movement, and we had to get to extract, and it was on top of this fucking ridge line. Yep. By my, they changed
1: uh, it. Remember, we got to the extract, and they're like, oh, you have to move to your tertiary extract. And we we're like, yes. what?
2: And it was on top of this ridge line. Steve Steve fire Steve, break. Steep firebreak. Fire steep firebreak, dude.
1: At night, middle of the fucking night, dude. Last day of our op, too. We were already we were already dead. I mean, we had no energy, no food, no barely any water type shit. We get to the top, like, 2 in the morning.
2: And this is my backyard. This is, like, Raider Battalion's backyard. And it's, it's pretty fucking steep north and northwest there because polgus can uh, las polgas is, is right there so you know that that area so i lost my fucking boonie up there dude so the, the winds were insane so they're like okay they're like there's supposed to be a helo extract which we thought was real and like close <laughs> close close to the like the time this helo was supposed to fucking pick us up they're like hey helo's not making it we've got a secondary humvee picking you up on the msr below so, do you remember we ran down this fire break? We were stoked to get the fuck
1: off the top. We, of they car. made us go up, and they just told us to come right back down,
2: right back down. We get the back of this Humvee. Do you remember this? Yes, I remember this. So, my instructor, our instructor, God rest his soul, he's no longer with us. Uh, I don't know if you knew this. That Colt Shermer is no yeah, longer. Yeah, I heard about that. He was okay. my he was
1: my uh, main, he was my lead instructor.
2: So. Shermer was a recon bubba with me. I did all F1 and 2 with him. He recently passed away, sadly. And he was driving this Humvee. We got in the back of this Humvee. My partner was Burton. So you have two man. There's two men teams at sniper school. Who was your partner?
1: Um, and the end of it, it was that uh, reserve guy. Uh, Wimps. The guy Wimp came with. I don't know who that is. He wasn't much. Of a, he wasn't much of a help during that mission. He wasn't, <laughs> he left it up to me, honestly.
2: So mission prep, you, it's up to you what you want to bring, and we're Scott Cyber School Recon School, like it's known for chuckle smoke for fucking CS gas. So they're like, you got to bring a fucking gas mask, and I tell Bert, and I'm like, dude, fuck. That fucking lunchbox. I'm not carrying this. Yeah, I'm not, I'm
1: not wasting space for that thing. No, it is, it's, <laughs> it's, it's,
2: oh God. Guys, it's, it's fucking literally 15, 16 inches by a fucking eight inches thick. It's this big green massive, like, fuck that, dude. They're That's not cool. Yeah, they're a pain in the ass. We get like. the back of this high back tarped Humvee, <laughs> starts it. Colt Shermer comes back around, opens up. And I'm like the very back end of it. Burton's across and we're like maybe I think our entire class is in this, or is it two? There's two of them.
1: We are there's two of, there's two Humvees and our class was in both of them. Our That's whole right. Class in both of them. I
2: don't know if you were in there with me or the other one, but Shermer opens it up and he's like and he has it in his hand. He's like, Chuckle smoke, Tom. And I'm like, Bring it. And he was like talking to me, kind of like we're bros. He was kind of out of instructor, and I was like, fuck yeah. I'm afraid no chuckle smoke. Dude, he threw it. It landed on my ruck. My ruck caught on fire.
1: Burned a hole into it.
2: Burned a hole. We all have rubber M4s with, I don't think we, or M4s. I think they were M16s. They were M16s. Um, And do we have our long guns, our actual long guns? I think we're in there with us, right? Yeah, we had our long
1: guns. They're T-boned.
2: Yeah. So... This thing's going off, bro. And he shuts the fucking back in, And I'm just like looking at Burton. Him and I are the only ones without gas masks, dude. So I'm like eating it up. He's off. like, I'm, you like, no, motherfucker. No, I was like, dude, you guys are bitches, man. Like, fuck this. I have never panicked. I, I've never fucking anxiously anxiety. I need a Xanax. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I can't breathe. No oxygen. Zone. None. It's gone, dude. Like, I thought I was going to fucking die, bro. And everyone it was else. So was so potent
1: in the back of those, dude. It was so potent. It was like breathing in. I don't even remember. It was, there, there, uh, was,
2: there was no. You're not supposed to put it in enclosed areas like that, dude. Like, it ha- it's like a f- square foot rule with this thing. So you got <laughs> like Maria, I oil got
1: oil. Yeah, the smallest thing you could be in, basically. So you've got
2: Marines ingesting and exhaling CO2. You've got. There's no air, there's no O2. And it's burning at the O2. So I like, <laughs> like, fuck it. And I jumped out the back. <laughs> man, out the back. <laughs> he, he, he started the Humvee. We're going 15. He doesn't have a fucking gas mask on. It's so bad. It's compromised the fucking cab of the Humvee. Holy shit. He puts it in park. He's puking. He's fucking projectile snot. The instru- the, he, he dosed himself. Everyone's this Humvee is shitting, puking Marines out the back. I jumped out at twenty plus miles an hour. We all did. I bent my fucking M sixteen A four fucking rubber rifle. I bent it like a wet noodle. All of my weight with my ruck bent it. There's Marines. There's cars passing that are like civilians or random Marines. This is like we're not in the middle of fucking nowhere. This is like the main MSR. That right off happen. the road. Yeah. The connects Forest, the Las Pulgas, there's Marines everywhere fucking puking, dude. Like, it was, that was the single worst experience that
1: entire course, bro. Yeah, that was, uh, and I thought we were done, too. I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> Time we're to go back. I, I don't remember what happened after that, to be honest. I don't either. We had, to, I, they, I do remember we had to walk back to the schoolhouse. That makes sense. That makes we had sense. to walk back to the schoolhouse, and they're like, y'all are done if y'all can walk back.
2: We were like, all oh, right. <laughs> we'll walk. If, don't put me in that Humvee, dude. You couldn't Jeez. get in
1: it, dude. It was fucking contaminated.
2: I, I remember being up on that hill, and the point of this whole story was with you and with the guys, and we had a break, and the wind was hucking up there, but you could see all of Camp Pendleton. It was pitch black. You could see the lights of fucking Oceanside. It was a beautiful, quiet moment. We just sat there exhausted a you know did the fucking rucksack flop and just sat there
1: like
2: yeah we had like five or ten
1: minutes up there
2: it was great so so uh you graduate mountain sniper dude you've got well you not got, really i didn't i didn't
1: graduate but <laughs> i finished it I you, finished. Graduated? You, compl- graduated. you completed it. Finished it completed it
3: thanks for listening to the savage actual podcast we hope you enjoyed part one of this interview with marine sniper luke hamilton Make sure you tune in next week for part two as Luke and the guys dive into Luke's combat deployments and his time with the CIA.
0: This has been Savage Actual. Jason and Patrick are two former special operations guys who interview interesting guests who talk about video games, airsoft, and military subjects. Basically, they drink a lot of beer, talk about shooter games, and have fun. What's not to love? We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review, and the fellas will be back soon. But in the meantime, find them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Savage Actual. Y'all be cool, and we'll see you next time.